0: What's up, podcast listeners? I appreciate you, as always, tuning in to the Only Good Vibes podcast, established in 1993. You're with your boy, Cameron Skule, and we talk about everything under the sun. I'm still on the sports kick. Uh, Not a lot of hot topics right now out there that interest me. I know there's a lot of interesting topics, but once again, this is my podcast. So, sports it is. We just had the wild card weekend. Crazy, crazy games. I got an opportunity to watch most of them, which I was pretty excited about. Um, and, And... you know, a lot of things happened this weekend. Made some some crazy plays, some great games, overtime games. The Texans come out with a win. The Titans upset the Patriots if you call it an upset. The um, Vikings get a last second, or no, was it overtime? I think it was overtime. They won, yeah, because the Saints and the Vikings went to overtime. So Vikings beat the Saints. That was I was I was going for the Saints so bad. I wanted the Saints to win that game so so bad. Um, I like the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins. We'll get all into that here in a second. So, once again, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Only Goodbyes podcast. Uh, sports topics are really the the one content that comes easy for me because I well, watch them nonstop, talk about them nonstop. So, kind of considering making this a sports podcast and then maybe creating some other podcasts as well on different topics because right now it just seems that sports might be the the go-to move uh, for me at this moment and really for the rest of my life because i <laughs> I've all been I've always been about sports. So if you don't know anything about me, at all, um, sports is basically what I've been around my entire life, played and fell in love with, and probably gonna be the first my first technical love. Like sports is my first technical love of my life. But then the uh, actual first love, of course, is my beautiful wife Lenora and my my daughter Indigo Monet. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So. We'll start with the first game uh, that I really want to talk about, and it's going to be that Texans-Titans game. Yo, the fire that came from this game, unreal. And now I have a newfound um, faith in Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I almost said Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. I mean, oh, not the Vikings. Excuse me. It was the Bills. Josh Allen. Uh that's a bad dude. I'm watching his highlights right now from the game. He, he was pretty good. He's a young quarterback. Allen is for the Bills. Um, I just think that he uh, he has a lot to kind of learn because they, they had a great lead in this game. I mean, they ran some great plays. He utilized the the possessions they had really well, made some great – like the diving play I just watched where they did the almost a reverse Philly special uh, that we saw in the Super Bowl where they handed off reverse and he kind of trails out. We saw it with Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Um, This year as well So that was a cool play Dove in, gets hit from his legs And then, you know, next When they have the lead 13-0, 16-0, things like that Things start to happen Um, You know, small things Small things like Deshaun Watson Coming out of Deshaun Watson going out And doing crazy things On his own QB sneak and getting touchdowns So the league's changing with these, these Quarterbacks that can now run And power run is what we're seeing a lot more because, well, the the, the rules have changed. Where you got to protect the quarterback, and so they can actually make those crazy high-action plays because they're not going to get crazy hit. Uh, now, that being said, and right here, the prime example, Josh Allen fumbles it, trying to make a little bit too much happen on a possession. They had the possession, 16-8, and then you fumble it, and give the, the Texans a great field position back. And that's what I'm talking about with Allen. He just needs to work on it. But, hey, Begin the Bills, the wild card, and then next year they're going to have a great squad coming back. They're going to be a tough team to deal with here coming up in the future. Um, But Watson was just an animal this game. He held himself so well, um, strong, too. And also, J.J. Watt came back in the game. He made a sack in the game, which was pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, a lot of crazy game, a lot of crazy action in in these wild card matchups this weekend. Um, Like right here. The Bills are down by three. Allen has the ball, right? Okay. Takes it himself. He's got it. Needs to just drop and hit the ground, but he sees a a teammate behind him, so laterals it, which almost caused a flag and then a a loss of down. Inevitably, Texans get the ball back and tie it up, right? And now with four minutes to go, Watson almost gets sacked by three people, gets out of it, throws a dart to uh, his his, uh, – Ty- tyron jones his slot receiver and he goes all the way down and they score i mean it's they kick a field goal and they win the the game so and then of course the upset with the titans and the patriots yo i wanted tom brady to just say two middle fingers to everybody in the world and watch what i can do again but yo titans came to play and also the setting was a little weird it was like in in foxborough because they were playing at patriots um they it's foggy and so it looks like eerie almost like that like death is around the corner for this franchise almost like tom brady's over Doom. the undertaker's coming up from midfield um and just sorry about that and just taking tom brady's career but hey i i don't think he's done y'all think tom brady's done he doesn't take a lot of hits that's the thing he's not a running quarterback he doesn't take a lot of hits gets down before getting hit this man might be the first quarterback to make it to age 50 and still win a super bowl He's that good to me, but I know he'll retire then. Um, but I, my theory on Tom Brady and his next, like, stepping stone or the next position for him, I truly, truly believe is going to be wherever his offensive coordinator goes. Um, just for the fact that uh, they have – I've watched a lot of, like, you know, you watch all the YouTube videos out there and highlights and you watch the sideline camera view during games. Um, like the Super Bowl where – Seahawks didn't give it to Marshawn Lynch, right? The the choke. They threw it, intercepted it at the goal line, and then you see the interaction with Tom Brady. And he's just screaming like woo woo woo, and then he looks over and sees his offensive coordinator taps him on the shoulder and is like, "Are you kidding me? Oh my god!" And then they hug and get like get excited. He didn't make his way over to Bill right off the bat. He didn't make his way over to any of the players. He went right to his offensive coordinator. So if his offensive coordinator decides to take another position somewhere after this season ends. Um, I think that's where Tom Brady will go. So we might actually potentially see Tom Brady in a different uniform, which would be um, pretty interesting. And also on the way it ended, I'm watching the final play here. They're on their own two-yard line. He throws a slant and gets tipped, picked off by the Titans, returned in for the end zone, and that's basically how it ends. So I don't think Tom Brady's going to end his career on an interception against the Titans in a wild-card playoff game. Are you kidding me? That's – I don't think that's his style, my guys. And being the greatest of all time, and clear, you're going to have a, an exit. There's, y'all are crazy thinking that he's not going to return after that. Yeah. He's too competitive. He's too competitive. Tom Brady as the GOAT and as a quarterback and as an athlete and as a human being, just too competitive. Too competitive. He, he loves to ment- mentally train. And you can do that forever until you lose your mind. <sighs> um. But I, I think he'll I think he'll go wherever his offensive coordinator goes, and if his offensive coordinator stays with Bill Belichick, well, then I think next year will potentially be a greater chance for him to retire. But I still, if he's not taking hits and he's just making plays and gets some good caliber play, uh, players around and playmakers, not just Edelman, maybe a good tight end, uh, you know, a good team with a good tight end, I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Brady go to my team, the Panthers. If Tom Brady went to the Panthers, I would. I would jump, I will run, here's the thing, on my podcast right now, I hope all you guys listen to it and get to this part, if Tom Brady gets picked up by my squad, the Panthers, I will run my entire apartment complex naked, and there's a lot of kids around, so I might go to jail on this, so it's a risk I'm taking, I'm gonna run all the way around this bad boy naked, and then have my wife record it in her car, because she can't stay with me, because I'm too fast, alright, bet, but uh, I don't think he'll go there, so you know, um, and then, of course, the next game to jump right into is the Saints-Vikings, which I'm watching the highlights for that. Hill, Taysom Hill for the Saints is, no joke, a Swiss army knife. That is a bad man, bro, and pause for a second. Watching him on, like, the punt return view, his thighs, bro, are huge, huge thighs. He's a monster. Like, I think he's, like, I think this is what the Vikings did. Oh, not the Vikings. The Saints did. I think they went out and got a CrossFit guy who played football who went into CrossFit afterwards because that's exactly the type of like body style he has. And he does everything. He passes. He catches. He could kick, I imagine. He could. He returns punts. He's a quarterback. And I wouldn't be surprised, and I heard of the commentating during the game, that there's a potential chance that he could become the starting quarterback when Drew Brees retires, which would be awesome. The Saints would just be so wicked if that would – and it would fit the Saints, you know. That would be the one team that would do something like that, you know. Uh, give Taysom Hill a starting quarterback position job. And, of course, the way the Vikings game ends, you don't really like seeing it. It's on a uh, – well, no, you actually do love seeing it. But in the back of the corner end zone, could have been a push-off. Wasn't called a push-off. Drew Brees knew it wasn't. Back of the end zone, great pass from Kirk Cousins. Ends it. And then that, that the game is not necessarily what ca- I caught from – out of everything, out of that entire experience watching that, was after the game, the Vikings and Saints, in the locker room. And we all know exactly what I'm about to say. The quote when Kirk Cousins was on the Redskins. You like that? You like that? That was a meme for the longest time. I swear to God, it was a meme for the longest time. And last night, and because of all the commentating about how, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins can't win big games, he's not a clutch quarterback, he's not, you know, as good as what people say. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't think Kirk Cousins is top-notch. And after the game, the whole team's around him, in the hut, like in the locker room, all pumped up, jacked up, and he's like, It was a great team win, guys, and thank you guys all out there. You guys were amazing. Uh, but I only got three words. You like that? And then the entire team just jumps around him and gets crazy. So Watch out for the vikings. They're gonna have a chance to disrupt some people in the playoffs I feel like they're gonna be the dark horse that kind of comes through and does some damage to people and then of course the end of my uh, my wild card weekend Seahawks and Eagles and the Seahawks Metcalf That is a bad man, bro If y'all have ever seen Metcalf play like that is a monster of a receiver Huge and fast and of course that wasn't as close of a game uh, but it was it was a fun one. It did some deep passes to Metcalf. He just beats people deep, just right down the seam. And the Eagles. Now the thing that everybody's really talking about with the Eagles is how Carson Wentz went down. Uh, Javion Clowney. Carson Wentz rolls. Uh, he he leaves the pocket. He t- turns into a runner. He's an eligible runner now. He can get hit. He got hit, and Davion in the middle. You know how these plays work. He's diving. Right when he he dives. Uh, Carson Wentz is getting hit to the ground so when he comes down he leads down and his helmet hits the back side of Carson Wentz helmet and his head hits the ground gets a concussion comes out of the game Eagles lose the game now my thing is and I'm not on Periscope today and I don't have any video on this podcast so people listening it's very hard but go ahead and let's just say you're just if you're sitting down listening to this or you're you're just somewhere move your arms and down like you're going to be running right just sit right next you. you don't have to move your feet right and then, out of nowhere, I want you to lean in with your shoulder like you're about to hit a wall. Okay. Now, if you did that, and you're whatever side you lean to, your opposite side comes back, you lean in with your shoulder, what is ahead of your shoulder? What I just said. Your head. I don't understand how these rules in the NFL can be... I mean, everything is trying to make the game safer. 100%, I agree. But penalties and rules for leading with the, the crown of your helmet. Okay. You're... <laughs> When I lean with my shoulder, my shoulder doesn't come farther out than my head. If it did, I'd be a some kind of medical miracle. That would be weird and I wouldn't have any bone structure in my neck to allow my head to collapse back in itself like a turtle shell. It doesn't work like that. So just try it with me. Pretending to run, pretending to run, leaning with your shoulder. What happens? When I lean with my shoulder, my head still leans out forward. It doesn't work if you're going, you're leading with your helmet. It's not. You're leaning with your shoulder. Um... So the game is safer. There's not as many hard-hitting hits, which I know a lot of NFL fans are big on. You know, they like the hits. It's the reason why the NFL so caught so much traction back in the day, that gritty time where you just hard hit and go after it. And now it's more, you know, passing, deep, uh, uh, not really getting touching. And, you know, the, this has kind of changed throughout all sports, though. The only sport that it hasn't really changed is soccer, and because of that, that's just because... Some of those flops are just ridiculous. Um, but if you think about it. So in baseball, not baseball, excuse me, basketball and in football, okay. Contact is not really encouraged as much, right? Basketball, you you hear about it in the debates all the time. My, I think my voice just like stuttered right there. Debates all the time about how the back in the day the NBA was just tougher. Players back then couldn't play with us and it's the same thing vice versa. Those players couldn't play with the players nowadays. They'd be too aggressive and get fouled out in the first 10 seconds. So, I mean, question comes up for me. My personal opinion, I like it this way. It it makes you have to be more uh, athletically talented, not just brute force. And I think that's what's so irritating to the generations above when this discussion comes up is because they had it tougher. It was harder. You couldn't get to the basket as easy. You couldn't get points as easy. Your numbers weren't the same. You're not getting fly uh, high in action plays, you know, where you're getting like, speed 10, 10 miles an hour faster speed down the middle of a lane on the NBA game to dunk it jam it throw it on someone than you did back in the day you you know you go down the middle of a lane you're getting bodied and then everybody knows that and then football same thing you see those players but that sports different because what was happening to players after they got out of the league mentally was just absurd it was it was almost scary like have you've ever seen that movie concussion with will Smith even though that's not like I know it's a it's a exaggerated on a lot of things it's a movie you know there's a lot of areas that are kind of gray, but that movie just opens up your eyes to just the bare minimum of how dangerous the sport of football actually is. Um, But it's a choice. It's not forced. So you you can't, you know, for players that now, there are parents that force kids, but the, the kids that actually love the game, like for me, I love basketball. So if the game changed to where you couldn't touch anybody in the game, I'd still play it 30 years down the road. It doesn't matter. That's what's great about sports is even though how the games change, the people you play with play the same way. And that's what's so fun about sports uh, to me. But it, it is, it's is—it's changed, and that's why I like it a little bit more. I think you have to be physically talented. I think you have to be athletically talented now more. And you have more opportunities for players that aren't just jumping 42-inch verticals out of the gym. Like, you know, you got Trey Young's in the league. You got uh, Cohen for the Bears. That man's, you know, the shorter, non-giant athletes that are just... Magnitude over everybody that they play against, and now you're actually having to use people that have actual skills and nat and and talent that they've developed over years and times and skill sets, and that's why I think that's why you, you there's so much excitement in sports now is because mentally you have to do it. It's not just go out there and just run over people. Um, and so my my debate on that topic is it's better now uh, talent wise than it was back in the day, and I think that's where that whole Quotations in the air here. Boomer mentality comes in um, as that joke. And I just say it because it pisses off so many people that are older than us. Um, if you're listening and you're 26 and younger, I guess. Uh, but great wild card weekend. And then, of course, you know I got to talk about my boy King James a little bit. They had a wild game against Detroit Pistons. And so watch those highlights. He had a triple-double. Man is uh, sinking off, as they say, right? <laughs> Not Dude is still the king, bro. Uh, and the defense for the Lakers and how they're playing right now, oh, it's so exciting. It is so exciting watching the Lakers play. It's fun. It is fun watching the Lakers play, and that's exactly what it was back in the day with Showtime Lakers. It was fun. People came to watch a show, and that's what they're getting out of the Lakers now. And I'm telling you all right now, the game has changed for players to last longer, so we get to be with our, our goats and the, the, the our fan favorites for longer periods of time. I think it's better, and that goes into my debate also. I understand the older generations are kinda of pissed off that, you know, with this debate how it's better, it's tougher, it's not, whatever they were better back in the day. But guess what? Sucks for you. We get to last longer with our goats. Tom Brady's almost forty-two years old. And he's a quarterback in the NFL. Uh who is your favorite? Joe Montana? how long did he last? You know, thirties, thirty fives? It started this trend is starting to happen for a reason. It's a business first, um, and and Hence the reason why the Lakers are now becoming Showtime Lakers. And my point, you know what I'm saying, It is, let's look them up right now. I'm going to look that back up. Because I'm, I'm going to watch the highlights while I'm talking to y'all. Because D. Rose, he's coming back. I love D. Rose. Shout out to my main man, Eduardo Franco. Um, he's still a huge D. Rose fan, I think. Or just Chicago Bulls fan. I can't remember. But when D. Rose was at the Bulls before he lost both his kneecaps... Um, My boy, Eduardo Franco, was probably one of the biggest D. Rose fans out there. He was a monster, though. When he came out of Memphis and came in the league, those Adidas that came in, oh, my God, fire, bro, fire. Yeah. Um, But this game, the Lakers, they were just ooping and tossing and ooping and alley-blocks, 20 blocks as a team. And the crowd, like even watching the crowd here against the Detroit Pistons. Right team you should be able to beat pretty easily. they in the East. They're not a top-notch team. I don't think Blake Griffin's playing right now um, unless he got traded. But, you know, like right there, McGee, your post for the Lakers knocks down a bank in three. People are excited. Caruso, uh, the the white boy on the Lakers with the headband that's balding who gets buckets and booms on people, he gets an, a, a straightaway dunk after I think it was – uh, Caruso, no, Caruso, I think, Cusco, no, that's the llama from Emperor's New Groove, oh my god, the oop, out of bounds, of LeBron, his head is above the rim, he's looking down in the rim, and y'all are saying he's falling off, come on, y'all, Kuzma, jeez, Louise, Kyle Kuzma. he like, oh my god, and one, there's Caruso, um, but he gets a steal, Caruso gets the ball, jams two hands from, you know, two feet in front of the free throw line and Dwight Howard's behind him LeBron James behind him they leap up in the air like maybe an oop but also excited for their boy getting a booming dunk and it's just fun watching Showtime Lakers I think they're back the Showtime Lakers are back Um, I know we kind of went from football to basketball really quick but that's how it happens here we talk about everything under the sun and this Lakers team is I think they're going to be something to mess with but that Dallas Mavericks team is also uh, gnarly too like if we look up let's see Hold on, let's check this out. If I had someone, to, man, I need someone to look this stuff up for me so that way I can, just, like, have people. Let's see. I'm not watching the Heat versus Trailblazers. Yo, uh, Harold for the Clippers at 34 last night, yo. Crazy. Memphis, our boy Ja Morant, and uh, the Clippers. I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Like, okay. Kawhi Leonard probably has the biggest hands in the league, right? Just 100% just can hold an entire tire in one of his hands and um, like, a an 18-wheeler truck. But do you think Kawhi will go down as one of the greatest of all time? I don't know if he will. And here's why. I think he will be in, like, I think he, for some reason, the way he acts, his, his mannerisms, his – now, I'm not talking about NBA play, but just everything – oh, my God. Morant is a freak, y'all. I wish we got him at Tech. If we would have picked him up as a as a, uh, as a scholarship player last year, we would have won the national championship 100%. Like, ugh, I wish we had him. Um, but I just – I like, he fits San Antonio's personality. Oh, rest in peace, Papa Bitch. He didn't die, but he, he's done. He's not the coach anymore. But he just fits that 90s San Antonio Spurs like his persona does. But his gameplay fits like... I think his gameplay... Kawhi Leonard... Here you go. All right, Jerry. This is yours. Kawhi Leonard could play in any era. That's what I'm going to say. Kawhi Leonard could play in any era. He wouldn't complain. He wouldn't bitch. He wouldn't moan. He would play in any era. He would get buckets in any area, Any era. He's, you know, that... Like, sneaky quick. He's not... He doesn't sprint. He's not a fast player, but he's quick. He's... Body control out of this world. He knows how to get to the buckets. He, because his hands are so big, he can move the ball wherever he wants to without any hesitation. He, he's clutch. He's won championships. You know, he's battled injuries. Hell, I'm, I just talked him into being the greatest, one of the greatest, a Hall of Fame uh, player. I just, I just, it's weird when I think Kawhi Leonard. I do. Oh, Morant. Step back. Harrell got 34, but he crossed him. Um. I just I don't see him as a Hall of Fame player. I know he'll probably go down. Just me personally, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is a Hall of Fame player. Everybody's gonna hate me on that one, I imagine. I'm gonna probably get some smoke on it, but and I almost talked myself into it. Just me personally, watching him play year in year out, how he plays, what he does to the game. I just I think it's a very very great attribute to any team. I just Hall of Fame player for me, Kawhi's not there yet. He could be at the end of his career, but you know my debates—you can't deb- talk about until the end of the career. Um, I just think it's not fair when we start comparing people who haven't ended their careers just yet, um, you know. And and also, one side note: everybody stop hyping up Carmelo Anthony for hitting 26. Boy's been in the league, just getting buckets on every team, but is not a championship caliber player since he won one in Syracuse. It's like he won it, and I feel like he just went, "Boop! I'm cool with that one championship. I'd like to win some, but eh, I'm gonna get my buckets up and." play in some great great arenas. I he got twenty sixty other night with Trailblazers. Trailblazers dropped to the Miami Heat by like twenty-five uh, last night. Dude and I might be way off on that number, but let me let me check that score. Let me check that score. Let me check it right here. Here we go. Trailblazers that's my wife's team. Yeah okay. They lost by eleven. I apologize. One twenty two. Um it I don't think Carmelo Anthony is when he first came in the league, there was so much hype behind him and James. Because, you know, same age, roughly. Uh, I just... Dude, he's not that good to me. And, I, of course, I'm talking. I couldn't guard him. I, hell no, I couldn't. But I think a lot of people in the league can guard him, even backups. And I think that's why he's not the best. And I think we need to stop hyping him up. <laughs> he, I was okay if he retired. He needed to be in the league just for the fact that that's your boys. And the league is more friendly. And everybody likes to play with each other on teams and pause. You know what I'm saying? Like but it's just a, it's a nicer league and people are more cordial to one another and they're not like I'm gonna beat your ass in the ground now there's a couple of them obviously uh, like what's his name for the whoo, what's his name for uh, the Clippers y'all know who I'm talking about he is it Beasley no what's his name Patrick Beverly goodness gracious Patrick Beverly that's a beast he, he's the one that's like I'm gonna kill you I don't care Watch some Culver highlights there, getting up. He's a – man, he was so good at Tech too. He's going to be great in the league in a few years. He's going to be awesome. Uh, I just – yeah, I I think for me personally, Kawhi is not that. Carmelo's not that. I think there's a lot of other great players in the league um, that, you know, are just better. I just think they're better and they're going to have better careers. But their careers are almost over. And when that is over, I will still talk about Carmelo the same way. I think great score when he wants to and when he's feeling it. He's not a great scorer whenever he wants to get buckets at any time. He's not like that. He's not a Kobe. He can't, you know, go get buckets at any point in time. I don't care what anybody says, even the greatest of all time, LeBron James. He, he just can't, you know. Uh, he just he's, – he's not – he's a shooter. He should have been – he could have been a Rip Hamilton on some good teams if he would have taken a step back off the bench. Like, like I'll come off the bench, but it's that same mentality. You're going to have me come off the bench. Bro, yes, come off the bench, be a Rip You know, be a Crawford Go get those championships, go get a legacy built Now you don't have a legacy built You're just the guy that came in at the same time LeBron did And LeBron became the GOAT And you became the guy that was laughed at when you left the league And couldn't find a team at Supposedly the middle of your career Sorry about you, do something with your career I might be able to give you some compliments Once again though, probably one of the nicest guys in the world He is on the Banana Boat Gang with all of them They are homies, cool, but same point You gotta do something with your legacy, man Because there's players in this league that would definitely take six-man spot for another championship. You know what I'm saying? Come off the bench for a championship. I like those players. Like, I'm a will. When I'm, and I talk about it, the NBA is a business. So, as a business owner, I want players on my squad that are like, hey, I'm willing to win a championship for this franchise. Not for my legacy, but for my franchise. That would enhance his legacy, but that's what I think. It's just he's a legacy guy. He wants to be a part of the conversation. He'll always be part of the conversation because of the way his ability to score, but not at will. So, I just, you know, a lot of a lot of good players out there, and I think a lot of other players don't get the credit they do um, because just the name Anthony's out there, and you know, and hey, I used to talk mad crap on Dwight Howard when he came to the league. You're that size, that athletic, and you can't work on your game to like if you'd have done what had work ethic like Giannis does. Dwight Howard would have been Giannis before Giannis. But, well, Giannis goes, hey, you're going to be that size. Watch what I do with it. I, it, it. It's just, you know, some players in the league haven't developed that. And, unfortunately, Carmelo, for me, never developed that. And I don't think he ever will because he's almost at the end of it. He might get – oh, my God. He might get on a team that uh, does that for him, gets into a championship. But he's going to have to come off the bench. He's not going to be – He's not, he's not a rhythm player. He's a six-man player. I think Carmelo would have had a great career if he'd have been a six-man. Here, look. Carmelo, here we go. Blazers. Gets it to him. Low block. Spin move. Two-handed dunk. And that was blocked by the Sacramento Kings by a guy I don't even know who that was. It's a point taken. Thank you, Carmelo, for helping me out on my point. Oh, Anthony Davis is a B. Ooh. Been beast since Kentucky, boy. He wins. He wins. Emmanuel Moody, my boy. Who? Oh, he got blocked. My bad, man. Your brother is an awesome friend of mine, so shout out to Emmanuel Moutier. Uh And that's it, guys. That's it for the podcast today. I am done talking sports. Hey, my wife's coming home for break. I have to pick up my daughter here in the next three hours or so. Hope you enjoyed it. Once again, thank you for making this more sports talk because, hey, I like talking about sports, and it's something I can have content with you guys at all times. Once again, share this podcast, and always stay positive. You're with Cameron school Talk about everything under the sun, even sports fun. Love you guys. Stay positive. Peace.